following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Word Alive. I'm Kent Maddox. This is my wife, Beverly. And we're so excited that you took a few moments to tune in with us today. We pray you're blessed with our time together. Well, it's exciting to be here today, and I love where we are. We're in a beautiful forested area. It's, of course, outside. We do have some ambient noise, but y'all, this <laughs> weather is just perfect. You can see behind us what's being reflected, so our view is what is behind us. And hey, happy Father's Day weekend. I'm so excited. Don't you love it that God loves to celebrate? I do. We're excited to celebrate Father's Day. Hopefully, you're able to celebrate this weekend. And uh, we're excited to celebrate Father's Day in our family. And we're going to be talking some today about the Father, about the blessing of the Father. And uh, I know in my life, I've really related to, uh, sometimes be able to have this conversation. We're like, are you a Jesus person? Are you the Father person? Or are you the Holy Spirit person? Well, and, my conversation goes something like this. It's like, you know, you're not Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> But it's the truth. And I, I'm a Holy Spirit girl because I was so impacted by just the comforter when I came into the kingdom of God. He showed right up in the front seat of my car and literally just wave after wave of the love of God began to pour out of my life. And I have never been the same. And the, the Lord just really touched me by his spirit. And so I'm definitely a Holy Spirit girl. And of course, growing up in uh, the ministry that we did, everything was so supernatural and and just such a blessing to be a part of centered around the holy spirit i'm a jesus guy <laughs> i've always related to jesus love the gospels and i love of course the person of jesus the personality of jesus but we all know that it's one god three in one the trinity but today we hope that we're able to communicate to you how to better relate to our father and i believe that as we do that uh, something supernatural will transpire in our exchange. I believe the Holy Spirit today will give us an insight from the word about how much the Father loves us, how secure we are in the Father, and what a great plan and purpose he has for our life. Jesus came to reveal the Father. So we're going to talk about that for a few moments today. But first, we want to introduce you to some dear friends of ours. If you're part of the Word Live tribe, you know them. That's Justin and Thea Pate. So would you welcome Justin and Thea Pate? Hello, Justin. Hello, Thea. We're thrilled that you're here with us today. Hey, Kent. Hey, Bev. Uh, uh, glad to be here today. Uh, thanks so much for having us on. Uh, we're going to do some worship, but before we get started, I want to talk about something that uh, God is just doing with us right now, uh, our ecclesia. Uh, we prayed for uh, a while and just really talked to each other and trying to figure out what are we supposed to do. You know, we, we feel like we needed to do something um, other than just coming to church on Sundays. And there was something for us. And uh, there was a divine connection that we got um, that God just, a couple that put us right in our path, uh, Mel and Chris uh, at Barney's Roadhouse. And we would go by and a lot of times we'd go hiking as a family and we'd stop by there on the way home, all dirty and everything, but they would invite us in anyways. And they would always talk about how, Every time we was there, there was somebody in the restaurant they had just prayed for or maybe the day before they had witnessed to somebody and just ministered to them in the restaurant. And uh, that relationship with them went about a year before this even, maybe a little more than that before this happened. But 
uh, God started to take me to the table, and that's why we're wearing these shirts. Um, it's, it, it's where two or three are gathered. He is there among us. And that's what we do. We, just, we gather together once a month in a restaurant at Barney's Roadhouse, and we just worship God. We eat together, and we love each other together, and we love God together. And he's doing some great things, and we're expecting even greater things in the future. Um, so even if you haven't been able to come or can't come, be praying for us, be praying for this ministry, be praying for God to send the right people um, to this place. So let's do some worship this morning. Holy Spirit, come. Flood the sparrow soul. Tired of wrestling with the wrong. Giving up my life to fear. When the old man is gone. Alone with all my tears. Your creation. rising up in me Holy Spirit come Set this captive free Cause I need you Uncontrolled and unrestrained Yes, I need you Every moment of my day hey, Come surround me 
show me I'm enough Come surround me Oh Lord Come surround me Oh Lord Come surround me Oh Lord Let your Wow, Justin and Thea's awesome. We love those guys so much. Bev and I they're, can they're like our children. I was I mean, gonna say they're like spiritual children. Well, they're, well, I told her mom, I said, she's like my daughter from you, her mother, <laughs> like a gift to me. I adore them. Their whole family is just, I mean, unbelievably precious. God is just so real to them and they demonstrate that so beautifully. We love what they're doing through Ecclesia and how Justin's leading worship even outside the four walls of the church and in the church. You know, we begin uh, a new ministry on Sunday mornings, Worship in the Word. Uh, Dan Maddox is leading that, and Justin's been leading worship, and it's been phenomenal. So if you're looking for a Sunday morning experience experience outside uh, the uh, Ecclesia in the streets and the Ecclesia in the marketplace, Sunday morning is a great spot at 10 a.m. to do that. We're excited to celebrate a brand new Hebraic month just before we share a word about the Father. I love to keep us in timings with God. Bev and I have found that this is one of the most tremendous blessings in our life is to stay in the perfect timing of God. And God, through his intentionality, of course, has given us the three feasts, given us the Sabbath day each, each week, but also has given us this monthly experience of the brand new month, Rosh Kadesh. We've just slipped into a brand new month, the month of Tammuz, Tammuz, some say. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a very interesting month. Biblically, you can read Exodus 32 and you can read uh, numbers 13 and 14. These are the two main incidents that occurred during this time. Basically, Moses had gone to the mountain in Exodus 32. The people of Israel grew impatient 
and built a golden calf and failed to trust God and tried to build something to trust in other than God. Second thing that happened, Numbers 13 and 14, children of Israel are poised at Kadesh Barnea, ready to enter the promised land. They're scared off by the giants and decide not to go in, spend another 40 years in the wilderness. And it's known as a very disappointing day that should have been a blessing in the life of Israel to choose to obey God, push past their fears, and enter into their land of inheritance. So in a nutshell, the month of Tammuz is simply this. It's the month we get to choose to what, whether we truly trust God or not. The actual chet, the, the letter for Tammuz, the, the, the word chet in Hebrew is actually the, tied to the number eight. Interesting, it's the, the, the same number of blessing and it's the same number for sin. Uh -huh. And one of Bev and I's favorite scriptures in all the Bible is for years has been Deuteronomy 30, I believe it is. Well, it's a, all yes, the whole uh, chapter. But Deuteronomy 30, which I believe verse 19 that says, I have set before you life and yes. death, therefore choose blessings, not curses. And so this is the month that we choose mm -hmm. intentionally to trust God. The other two other quick things about this month I find very interesting. This is the month of the narrow straits. And so what's interesting is they call this time period a three-week time period of the month of Tammuz the narrow straits. Interesting about the narrow straits is normally it's a shortcut, like the Panama Canal. It's a shortcut so you don't have to go all the way around. It may feel confining and it may feel limiting, but the good news is if you will trust God, just believe he's bringing you through a narrow street into a, a narrow straight into a broad place. And so I love that about this month. And third and last is it's the constellations in the heavens. It's cancer. It's the crab shell, the crab, crab shell, which speaks of do not harden your heart. Hebrews 3 says this is the month. Do not harden your heart uh, through unbelief, but enter into the rest and the blessings by faith. And so the way we do this here at Word Alive is we simply give a first fruits offering, acknowledging God is our source. It's uh, available there on the screen of how you can participate by doing that. You can mail a first fruits offering in. You can give online. You can text and give. We participate every opportunity to give a first fruits offering to release our faith to God, according to Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, which simply says, uh, well, it's trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding is the way it starts. But then it says, with our possessions, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase in all your possessions. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst forth with new wine. So I just, Bev and I, you say, go ahead, Bev. I'm no, going on a roll. No, Sorry. I'm just, no, I've been going I, I, no, I go finish it. I'm just like right there with you. I'm, I'm actually going through all of the process. I was like, oh, they got so impatient and it was terrible. And then, oh, then they, they ran and they didn't go into the promise. I'm right there. Finish your thought. Go ahead. Well, just want to encourage you the way we acknowledge God, each opportunity is to give by faith. He says, when you come, don't come empty handed so that he can bless us. And so According to the scripture, we give and our barns will be filled with plenty. Our presses burst forth with new wines. So we just speak a blessing yes. over you this month. No, don't look at your circumstances. Believe the report of the Lord. Don't allow the giants you may be facing to push you out of your land of inheritance. And don't grow impatient, even though you may be going through a narrow strait. I promise you there's victory on the other side. And so we bless you this month with the courage to trust God against all natural seeing. I like to say it, there's more than meets the eye. And so let's see past our current circumstances, our current circumstances into the future 
and let's enter this month by faith. And so as you're giving today, we bless you and we say the month of Tammuz will be a blessing to your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I have yours experience in that exactly the same way that I am. That is such a life-given word. I mean, everything about it just makes me smile and brings life and brings joy. And, you know, we're going to be talking about the father. And I just want to encourage you guys, look, y'all, we've all been in a narrow place. I mean, it's, regardless of the pandemic and all of the other stuff that just happened this year, we, we've been in a narrow place, but I believe that God is enlarging us and he's bringing us out into a wide place. P-H-A-T, fat. I think it's <laughs> going to be a fat place. And I think that God just has so many great things ahead for all of us. And it's not always the great big old things. It's the little things like getting to sit here in this beautiful atmosphere and sharing the word of God with you. And um, are we going to talk a little bit about, I could not call him father. I want to. Yeah. Bev's written a book. Of course, I could not call him father. And it's been a blessing to people around the world. And we thought it very fitting today at the, at the end of us sharing with you, you'll actually have an opportunity. If you'd like to receive that, we want to offer it to you free of charge and uh, it could be a blessing and you can receive it on a, uh, not a PDF, but a, it's uh, an ebook. Ebook. Yeah, it'll be an Sorry. E-book. But what's interesting about that to me is because I've written that book and I've, I've written together, we've collaborated on a lot of books and articles and this book has been so significant. I just can't even tell you how many people in their approach to me, they, they say, we, we've literally led the same exact life. And, and that was my prayer over that book. But what's so interesting is that book is almost 25 years old. Mm. And so it's a, it's a quarter of a century. That's no small thing. And that revelation still holds true today that God is father and he is in heaven, but he's also here. He's within by his Holy Spirit. And so when we don't, see all of the fruit or we're in those narrow places or we grow impatient or we're afraid and and maybe our natural fathers haven't you know represented our heavenly father trust me he's always representing your father god is always representing who he wants you to be whom you're called to be and what your future really is meant to be in him and even though it may not look in your present moment exactly the way that you think that it should you can trust him and it's exciting to know that and i wanted to share a little story uh, that was in that book actually it's about you and, and just kind of growing up but go ahead you go ahead and share it. well in the book um i'm sorry i keep kicking this i apologize i'm I'm the cameraman, the makeup person, everything today. So <laughs> you can see I didn't do a whole lot with it and I'm not great on the camera. However, uh, when I was writing that book, I was writing in the beginning out of pure obedience. I didn't really want to write it. I, I wanted to write, but I wanted to write fiction. I didn't want to write a, a biography or an autobiography. And I definitely didn't want to tell my story, but God just had something so much bigger for me. And literally, I don't even know how many people have read that book now. I mean, it's gone around the world and we have so many wonderful men and women who are incarcerated that have had the opportunity to read this book and have been touched by it and to understand that their heavenly father loves them and he's there for them. But, um, like so many, I didn't have a great representation as a natural father, but I just want to commend you, Kent, on this Father's Day weekend for what an amazing father that you have been. And 
I mean, it's really the thing that made me fall in love with him because, um, you know, I had uh, Josh and he was, I think, seven years old when you met him. And, uh, you know, I had had a serious relationship in between and, you know, could have married, but I just, that wasn't the, the right husband, the right father. And when I met Kent, the thing that stood out the most to me was how engaged he was with my son and how much time he spent with him. As a matter of fact, I think I shared this. You asked me what was like one of my favorite things. When Kent proposed to me, Josh was right there on bended knee. And that's just been our relationship ever since. And so when we were called into the ministry, um, I didn't realize really how jacked up I was. I thought I was a fairly normal person. And I didn't realize that I had all this anger and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness um, toward my own father. And so when the Lord asked me to write this book, I was like, ah, oh. so I started, didn't do great. I was really angry in between the Lord wanted me to go and visit him. So I went to visit him, came back, wrote the book. And at this time, Kent was really traveling a great deal. I mean, he was all over the world and we didn't have cell phones. Sometimes he'd be gone for, you know, 10 days, two weeks, three weeks. And, you know, I'd get a telephone call. And so that, and you had to be at the house, you had to receive the call. But I can remember um, when I got to the point where I knew that I had experienced real healing and had uh, been delivered from unforgiveness and resentment and bitterness. And, um, I, you know, I had always believed that, that just like all of the men uh, in David's camp at Ziglag, that the ones who stayed behind got the same reward. So I was always so excited for Kent to go for the crusades or whatever conferences, or I knew on the receiving end of those services that so many people's lives were going to be changed and they were going to be healed. And, and just like I was experiencing, they were going to be set free and delivered from some possibly very abusive situations and emotional hurts and trauma. And so I was always so excited about that. But when I came to this part of the book to, to talk about uh, my own husband and our relationship, I can remember that I shared about decorating uh, Caleb's room. And we had put all of these stars and we put the constellations up and they glowed in the dark. And I can remember you traveling and just sitting in that little space and reading him bedtime stories and telling him when you were going to come home uh, and how long you were going to be gone because those were always the big questions. And just how secure he was in knowing how much you loved him mm. and that there was no distance in the spirit that like David's men, he was getting the same reward when his dad left to go as his dad would receive. And so I still believe that with all of my heart. And I think that uh, in reading this book, there will be something if you do choose to. I mean, I think we are going to have a, a little gift for you at the end with that. But if you choose to read it, I'm sure there's something in there that will resonate with you. And I did really um, gear this toward uh, women. It's not really a women's book. It's, it's an all- human beings experience and it's for all generations because I think there's something in there about the love of God that will resonate with anyone who reads it and with fathers especially because your father's heart has touched me in so many ways over the years but just that demonstration of love and faithfulness and the way that you, you let Jesus as you said earlier Jesus is your all in all he's mm -hmm. He is your one and only. And I, I completely understand that. And you demonstrate it so beautifully, not just to me as your wife and to our children and grandchildren, 
but to anyone who comes into contact with you and I just want to say thank you for that and I know it may seem like I just am just chatting with you but it's the truth I am just chatting with you and just enjoying being able to share what an amazing experience it's been all of these years to walk side by side and know that that the Lord God Almighty truly is that three ply cord in our covenant. Mm -hmm. And so I want to encourage you all this weekend, no matter what's going on in your families, no matter what situations you have, because trust me, I know there's always, always something. Find that one, one thing that is that good thing, that God thing that just makes you happy and take that and make others happy with it because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take that little spark and just light a fire. So I encourage you just light a fire, enjoy your fathers and celebrate them big because regardless of how, however, whatever your situation is, I think that most do the best that they can. And I, I want to thank you again, just for being the father that you are and being the leader in our family. Thank and you, Beth. Setting such a godly example. So, I appreciate that. Thank y'all for letting me share my heart about that. And I do pray that you really do enjoy the book and read it and pass it on. You know, it's easy. Just email it once you, you get it. You can you can send it on. You can even text them these days. So if you'd like to get a copy of the book, just text the number on your screen there. And it tells you exactly how to go about getting that to download it. And we hope you enjoy it. Hope you're blessed by it. And in this conversation we're having about fathers, being fathers, loving fathers, uh, you know, there's an interesting scripture to me in John chapter 14, verse eight, Philip told Jesus, show us the father and it'll be enough. Like if we can just see the father, it will be enough. And Jesus goes on to that very powerful portion of scripture and says in my father's house, there are many rooms. One translation mansions, bad translation, but actually in my father's house, there's many places. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you. So I go to prepare a place for you. And I know in my heart, simply means to me there's a place for all of us in our father's heart and you know i know with those of us that have more than one child you, you love each child differently but there's a place in your heart for every child and in our father's heart there is a special place designed designated just for you and just for me jesus actually said if you've seen me you've seen the father and i think this is one thing i want to hone into on this Father's Day is that Jesus came for one major per purpose, and that is to reveal the Father. He said, when you've seen me, you've actually seen the Father. And so when you see Jesus healing and saving and delivering and being merciful and being gracious and being kind, when you see the life of Jesus in the scriptures, he's saying that is what our Heavenly Father is like. He is just like what I am demonstrating to you. He came to demonstrate the very heart of the Father so that you and I could have the security and have the strength to live this life in the earth, knowing that just like Jesus was manifesting the Father, that is who our Father is in heaven. In John, just a few quick references. I've jotted down some notes here. In John 14, uh, I just mentioned, in my Father's house are many places, but also I love the scripture in Luke 12, I believe it, it says, not one sparrow falls from the sky apart from our father's will. How much more valuable are you than all the sparrows? Think about that. Bev and I are sitting outside today. There's not one bird in one of these trees 
that God does not, our father, I love it. He says, not God, but our father knows about. He is ever watching over you and he is ever watching over me. And that is encouraging. Also, I'd like to remind you in Luke, Luke 12, it says, fear not little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Our heavenly father is a generous giving father. He says, fear not little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In Luke 7, it says, if you fathers being earthly know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? Actually, there's, the translation says, you being evil, you fathers That's being evil says. know how to give good gifts. And you know, for me, I love my children and I know most of you watching love your children dearly. And you can't imagine your love being called evil, but God, the father says in comparison to my love for you, then that is, that was evil. So you being earthly in evil fathers, if you give good gifts, how much more will our heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? The big one in Luke 15 or John 15, I believe it is one of those, it's in the Bible somewhere, <laughs> is the prodigal son. That just, that's a, to me, the most powerful description that Jesus told about the father in the parables. He said there was a father who had a prodigal son that was away, had spent all of his inheritance on riotous living, and the father simply waited for him to come home. And when he came home, he went running to meet him, didn't shame him, didn't guilt him, guilt him didn't disown him. Put a robe on him, put a ring on his hand, killed the fatted calf, and had a party. And had a big party. Yeah, my like, son. Everybody. I mean, everybody. Bring everybody. My son <laughs> has come home. And then the older son who complained a bit, you know, I've been with you always. He even said to him, everything I have belongs to you. And so we know that whether we've been wayward from God as our father, or maybe, or maybe we've just been diligently serving the Lord, our father has great things in store for our lives. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray our father, our father in heaven. It's our loving heavenly father. And I'm, I just am, am so convicted that, especially in our Western culture, we have, we have given God this image other than that of a loving, kind, generous father. We've preached a false gospel. We've preached a gospel that as long as we're hidden in Christ, it's like Christ is the good mother. But if we ever get outside of Christ, you've got this angry father that's just ready to smite you. That is not the truth. Our father is mad about you. He's not mad at you. And he's demonstrated his love, according to Romans 5, by sending Jesus his only son to die for us while we were yet sinners. And so I just hope today that you just begin to get a new glimpse, a new inspiration of your heavenly father, that he's just kind and generous and loving and patient and long suffering yes. and wants you to get it. Did and, you say generous? Can I just say yes. generous again? Mm -hmm. He's a generous, loving father. And eternal life is actually this, according to John 17 and three, not that we would just get saved and go to heaven and not go to hell, but it actually says this is eternal life that you may know Jesus Christ and also know God the Father whom sent Jesus to us. And so this is what it knows means to have eternal life is to know the Father, to have an intimate relationship with the Father. And the last thought I'd like to share with you about our Heavenly Father today, and uh, I actually heard this from Bill Johnson preaching, but he's talked about when Jesus was born, 
the first person that touched Jesus was the Virgin Mary, right? That's the first person that ever touched Jesus Christ, our Savior, was the Virgin Mary, born under the law to fulfill all the law. But when you get to the end of Jesus' life in ministry, he's, he's now fulfilled his mission, died on the cross, revealed the Father's love, is risen from the dead. He meets another Mary in the garden. Right. But this was not the Virgin Mary. This was Mary Magdalene, who had had a lot of issues in her own life. And just before he went to heaven, he said, don't touch me because I am now going to my father and your father. Isn't it powerful? Jesus was touched first by the Virgin Mary, fulfilled all the law, and then touched by Mary Magdalene in the end, showing his life and ministry of grace had totally been fulfilled. Only a Virgin Mary could touch him in the beginning, but a Mary who had many issues in her life, like you and I have issues in our life, now also have a heavenly father that is looking after us. I don't know about you, but that absolutely fires me up when I think about the work of Jesus and how he came to reveal the father to us. And I'm, I'm just looking at my notes and I'm reminded that Jesus says, as the father has sent me, now so I send, send you. you. Oh my and so I just, Bev and I just heart today is it that- Yes, that our whole heart in Isaiah 58 is we've been stepping in this to fulfill the miracle and power of transformation is simply this, that we just believe that we are loved by Heavenly Father, which means we have protection, we have blessings, we have resources, we have help, we have strength, we have everything that we see Jesus providing. I love Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He redeems our life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kind, kindness and tender mercy, delivers our life from destruction and renews our youth like the eagles. It goes on to say, and as the father pities his children, so our heavenly father remembers that we are dust. This is our heavenly father in heaven today. He wants to bless you. He has a blessed life for you. So not only that you can be blessed, but so that we then could be sent from the father and release the father's love to others. And so our prayer for you this Father's Day is that you just receive a fresh revelation of the father's love for you, the father's benefits for you, and that you reconnect or connect again to the father through our Lord Jesus Christ in a supernatural way in this season. I love every bit of that. What a blessing. I pray you've received every word of that. I mean, it's so life-giving and just joy. I just feel joy in my spirit. So I want to share that with you. Just receive that joy in Jesus' mighty name. We've had a great time today with you. Justin's going to be back and he's going to lead us in some worship as he does. Now's a great time just to pray. Ask the Father to touch you in a fresh way. Those of you that are giving today, offering up your first fruits offering, pray over that, release it to the Lord. And Bev and I just speak blessings on you today in Jesus' name. The Amen. Father in heaven is there waiting on you today as you call out to him. We love you. Be blessed. And have a great day.
Oh, we'll see how great 
This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.